This right here is out in, on the foyer on our information. This is our save the date. At the top of it says, come for the sun. That's kind of been our theme this, this summer, come for the sun. You know, I like the sun out there, but I love the sun in here. Amen. Come for the sun. So on there's real important dates. Why do we do this? I guarantee you I have guys come to me and go, ah, J.O., uh, didn't know when the men's retreat was. Got, I got something going on that weekend. Uh, come on. We're letting you know way in advance when the men's retreat is, when greater conferences, when our 10-year anniversary is. You don't want, go ahead and change everything for our 10-year anniversary. You don't, my, my pat, Radine and I's pastor will be here. You will be blessed. Craig Brown's going to be set in if you vote him in next week. By the grace of God, I'm going I'm to vote. And so you don't want to. But anyway, here's the dates for youth camp and on and on and on. Uh, take one of those. They're out there. Put it on your refrigerator. It's got all the important dates from now into September. Amen. And a little flyer that you got. I thought these were so cool. New banners out front just to let you know what's going on over the anniversary weekend. That, that is something that we, we celebrate in a huge way. And this year... Number 10, it's very important. So we're going to dive into the Word uh, right now. Would you pray with me as we go into the Word? Father, I just thank you for this time and just ask that you would meet with us in a powerful way right here, right now as we dive into your Word. I'm going to have to talk a little faster this morning because of my time and so forth, but I just ask for your grace and Holy Spirit that you would move in this place right now. You would touch us, you would add to us, you would equip us, you would release us. Father, you would have your way. Transform us from the inside out. Our goal is to become more like you, Jesus. So we say, just say this with me. Holy Spirit, have your way now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Have you ever heard about the camping trip of Sherlock Holmes and Watson? Sherlock Holmes and Watson went on a camping trip one night and one day, and they... You know, as they were camping that evening, they drank plenty of liquid refreshments. <laughs> they were well hydrated as they went and to go to sleep. And in the middle of the night, Holmes wakes up and goes, Watson, Watson, wake up! Watson, what do you see? And Watson says, I see stars, stars, stars everywhere stars astronomically millions of galaxies and potential billions of planets biologically since i can see that i know that i'm still alive scientifically i believe that there is a creator metrologically i believe that tomorrow is going to be a beautiful day theologically i believe that we're a very small tiny part whole why, Holmes, what do you see? Watson, you idiot, someone has stolen our tent. <laughs> my wife loves my jokes. <laughs> my family does. Last week we talked about he ascended into hell. And if you wasn't here for that, I encourage you to go online to check that out. 
and talked about he preached the prisons, the spirits in prison, so forth and so on. Some very, very different type of theology that we don't address quite often. Matter of fact, I've never addressed it exactly that way here before. We talked about hell and Sheol and Hades and so forth and so on. And we, I shared one of my favorite scriptures. Will you throw that to me right there? How many of you remember these right here? Let me just read this scripture. I just love this scripture. This is a very, very powerful scripture. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Jesus holds the keys of Hades and death. That is powerful. Keys, what keys represent in the New Testament is authority. He who holds the keys is the one who locks and unlocks, and Jesus has the keys of hell and death and Hades. Amen? Amen. Would you put your hands together for him this morning? That's some good news. That's some good news. Really, really, really good news. Would you stand with me? We're going to read this section of the creed together. If you're here for the first time, you just heard in part that in one area of the creed that it said we believe in the Catholic Church. That Catholic Church means the universal church, not the Catholic Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church began in 1034. The creed was probably 700 or or. 700 years earlier than that. Amen? You got that? It means the universal church. We are part of the universal church. Will you read this with me this morning? On the third day, he arose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to living and the dead. Since it's our 10-year anniversary coming up, give somebody a high 10, and you can be seated. I want to cover four areas today of the creed. Before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to Barry. Barry, would you just wave your hand at me right here? Barry, was he? you live in Oklahoma now, right? Yeah, I'm in Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was with us years and years and years ago when we first planted, right after we first planted the church, when we were back at the seventh day at Venice. So it's good to have you with us today, Barry. I want to talk to you about he rose. I want to talk to you today about he descended, or actually, no, I talked descended last week. I want to talk to you about he ascended. I want to talk to you about he seated, and he's coming back to judge. Number one, on the third day, he rose. How many of you glad that Jesus rose from the dead? I, I recognize last night after preaching this, there's quite a bit of scripture in this sermon today. Sometimes I don't know how much scripture there is in it until I begin diving into the sermon but there's plenty of scripture today is that all right yep. good 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 i'm just going to read going to do more of a little bit of a teaching today uh, mark 16 1 through 6 says he has risen now when the sabbath was passed mary magdalene mary the mother of james and salome brought spices that they might come and anoint him very early in the morning on the first day of the week they came to the tomb when the sun had risen and they said among themselves, who will roll back the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. Hallelujah. For it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white, uh, long white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. But he said to them, look at this. This is good news. Do not be alarmed. You see Jesus of Nazareth, 
who was crucified, he is risen. You see, Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified, he is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Everyone say, J-O. It's not Easter. We can still talk about the risen Jesus on other dates other than Easter. Amen. I want you to kill the lights and watch this video just for a moment. He is risen. One of the greatest things about Jesus being risen is that he, it is proof to the entire world that this is exactly who he said he is. Everyone say proof. He's a hundred proof. proof. Ever heard of the term proof in the pudding? The proof in the pudding was an empty tomb. I want you to listen to the scripture this morning. 1 Corinthians 15, 13 through 14 says, But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and our faith is also empty. But how many of you know that the, the tomb was empty? How many of you know that our preaching is not empty and our faith is not empty? How many of you know that he is risen? It's proof. Look at this. Acts 17, 30 through 31. God overlooked people's ignorance about these things in earlier times. But now he commands everyone everywhere to repent of their sins and to turn to him. For he has set a day for judging. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. The world with justice by the man he has appointed and he proved. Will you say that with me? Proved to everyone who was this is by raising him from the dead. How many of you know where Buddha is? He was cremated and he's dead. And his ashes are still there. How about the Baha'i of faith? Baha'i Allah, something like that. That's what we'll go with. You know where he is? He's in a shrine. How about Christian science? Mary uh, Baker Eddy, buried at Mount Auburn Cemetery. How about Muhammad, buried in Saudi Arabia? How about Scientology? Ron Hubbard, ashes scattered on the Pacific Ocean. How about Mormonism? Joseph Smith, buried in the Smith Family Cemetery. But how about Jesus? You won't find his body unless you're in heaven. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. What's your point, J.O.? We serve and follow a living, 
resurrected founder, Messiah. His name is God. Amen? His resurrection is victorious. We're on the winning team. The score is three to zero. We have won over sin. Death has been defeated. Our record is one and oh. You're a champion, amen? You're a champion and you didn't do one thing about it, but you're on a winning team. Talking about the World Series, you're on the winning World Series team, amen? B, we have victory over death and hell. Look at Acts 2.24 today. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he would be held by it. Revelation 1.18, I said it before, I'll say it again. It's such a good scripture. I am he who lives and was dead. Jesus was dead. Look, he was alive and he was dead, and behold, I live forevermore. Amen. I have the keys of Hades and death. Isn't that good news? And because of his resurrection, you today are more than conquerors. Why? You're on a championship team. I love this area of scripture. More than conquerors. Romans 8, 31 through 37. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Isn't that good news? It don't matter. God's for you. It don't matter who's against you because you plus God is a majority. I don't care how big the team is. I don't care how big the war is, the battle, whatever you're going through. God plus one, you, is majority. It says this, he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? That's good news. He shall bring a, uh, who shall bring a charge against God elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right, look at that, we're going to get to that in a minute. Who's even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, any tough thing that you might go through, distress, persecution, a famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep, as for slaughter, yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. High five your neighbor. Tell him you're more than a conqueror. Don't get used to those scriptures. You're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Number two, he ascended into heaven. Last week I talked about he descended into hell. Today I want to talk about he ascended into heaven. We got a video, Jason, if you'll kill the lights, show this, ascending into heaven or right before he did.
That's some bad-looking angels right there, ain't it, bro? Uh -huh. Some bad-looking angels. I just put myself in the disciples' sandals for a moment of just being there at the ascension. I think one of the most beautiful things about Jesus ascending, there's many, many things, but as he went up, the Holy Spirit came among us. The Holy Spirit comes, he comes to baptize, he comes to help, he comes to fill, to come upon, to empower the church. He brings gifts. He's one who brings gifts as he comes. He comes to give you gifts. Next week, you're going to hear about the Holy Spirit in depth. Listen to what John 16, 7 through 11 says. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus, code red. It is to your advantage. Look at this. Jesus says, it's to your advantage. Say that with me, advantage. That I go away. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I got to believe that because Jesus said it. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The helper being the Holy Spirit, who I still say is my best friend. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to the Father who will see me no more of judgment because of the ruler of this world is judged. One of the most beautiful manifestations of the Holy Spirit in your life. Being full of the Holy Spirit as he brings power to empower you and to empower the church. Acts 1.8, but you shall receive. Oh man, 909. But you shall receive. Come on. Power, if I'm not mistaken, that's dudamus, where we get the word dynamite. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be powered for a reason to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Coeur d'Alene, and all Judea, Idaho, Samaria, cross country, cross culture. And to the ends of the earth. How many of you love the Holy Spirit? If you don't have a, a very in-depth knowledge of the Holy Spirit and who He is, how He says He comes to fill you and baptize you and all the different things the Holy Spirit does, I encourage you to be here next week to hear about the Holy Spirit. Number three, He is seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is, is seated in the most, most powerful the highest place of authority, of might and power and dominion. He is preeminence. Jesus Christ is preeminence, the fact of surpassing all of her. He is most power superior. Look what Jesus is doing. He's not just up there drinking some kind of heavenly lemonade. Jesus is, first of all, he's head over the church. And all these scriptures I chose today, it speaks of him being on the right hand of the Father. Listen to this, Ephesians 1, 19 through 22. And what is the exceeding greatness, power toward us who believe? Listen to that. All right, that's so good, I'm going to repeat that. Just listen to that. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him, look, look, there it is, at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which to come. 
And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be, look, head over all things to the church. You're the body. He's the head. We're his woman. He's the husband. He's the head. Look what else he does. How many know that Jesus is interceding for you and I right now, this very moment? He's interceding on behalf of the church and his sons and his daughters. Romans 8, 34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at, look, look, there it is, right hand of God. Who also makes intercession for us. Will you say that with me? Intercede. You wonder if someone's praying for you? I got news for you. The greatest prayer warrior of all times is praying for you. That's the one who you want praying for you. He's in intercession for you right now. Isn't that good news? Are you with me this morning? That's some good news right there. Good news. He's, he's praying for you and I. He's also, number three, our mediator. He's our mediator. Listen to this. 1 Timothy 2.5. For there is one God and one mediator. This doesn't talk about the right hand of the Father, but it's still, he's our mediator. Look what he's doing. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. What does mediator mean? He's our go-between. He's the way, the truth. He's the communicator. He's our reconciler. He's our interceder. Look what he does. Uh, Acts 5, 31. Him God has exalted, there it is, to his right hand and Savior to give repentance to Israel and the forgiveness of sins. Come on. He's your mediator. There's someone that goes to bat for you and for I every day. I want to let you know, number four, he fights against evil. He fights our battles. You may not know all the battles that you face sometimes. I want to let you know he stands for you. He stands up in you. He stands. He fights the battles for you and I. Listen to this scripture, Acts 7, 56. Let me tell you where the scripture is. Stephen, one of the seven, full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom. The apostles set seven people in place so that they could serve tables. And these was not some weaklings, you guys. These signs and wonders, if I'm not mistaken, were following these seven. And all of a sudden, they set Stephen up. He was so full of the Holy Ghost and full of power and full of wisdom. They didn't like that. They set him up. They accused him falsely. And now, he's getting ready to be stoned. And I'm not talking about smoking weed in Washington State. I'm talking about he's getting ready to be persecuted. He's getting ready to be a martyr, the first martyr of the New Testament, if I'm not mistaken. And all of a sudden, he says this. He goes through kind of like the history of Abraham and so forth. He, said, he kind of like preaches a sermon before he's stoned to death. And then he says this. And he said, look, I see the heavens open. Look, and the Son of Man is it up there? He ain't setting no more, yo. Jesus. That's my boy right there. He's getting ready to be persecuted in my name. He's getting ready to be stoned for what he believes in. 
And Jesus no longer sets at the right hand of the Father, but He stands. He stands at the right hand of God. I think He says, hey, I want to let you know today, church, I'm with you. I'm cheering you on. I see what you go through. And I want to let you know you should let Jesus stand up inside of you. Sometimes you just got to lean into his power, lean into his love, lean into his strength. Jesus wants to this day to stand up inside of your life. And he waits. Hebrews 10, 12, and 13. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, there it is again, sat down at the right hand of God. From that time waiting till this his enemy are made his footstool. The enemy of the cross. I believe Jesus is going to bring the final blows to the enemy of death and the enemies of sin. And they're going to be thrown into this place called the, 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 the lake of fire. And I also believe that he waits. He waits you and I to be with him one day. And the final Remaining minutes, I want to cover number four today. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. The first thing I want you to, to bring your attention to is some really, really good news. Are you ready? Ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Ready? Are you ready? You, might, you may not know that tune of Bob Dylan. But he's talking about, are you ready to see Jesus? Are you where you want to be? Jesus is coming back. I have a reality today that Jesus is coming back. You might go to Starbucks and he might come back when you're in Starbucks or Kmart or Walmart or college or school or whatever I want to let you know I declare today that he is coming back I don't know when but you better be ready because Jesus is coming back that's no joke yo Revelation 2 20 22 20 he who testifies to these things says surely I am coming quickly amen even so come Lord Jesus. High five your neighbor and say, he's coming. <laughs> Isn't that good news? Don't get used to that. He's coming. You might be in your restaurant. You might be in your garden. You might be changing a diaper. I don't know what you may be doing. You may be washing your car, but I want to let you know one day he's coming back. The way that he went, he's coming back. He's coming back. You better be ready. The next one is that he's going to come back and he's going to judge. Say that with me, judge. We love the part of the gospel. Oh, he's merciful and he's loving and he's gushy-gushy and he's kind. And he's all that and true. But he's also just. And he's also coming back to judge. You can't leave none of the gospel out. Amen. You can't pick and choose. 1 Peter 4 and 5. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. 2 Timothy 4 1. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus who will judge the living and the dead at his appearance and his kingdom. Who will he judge? Point, 
put your little narrow little pathetic your pathetic or pathetic finger right in your neighbor's face right there just like this and say he gonna come judge you <laughs> now do this right here he gonna come judge me do this right here he gonna judge everyone how many know he's coming to judge everybody you better be ready. There's a great judgment day that Revelations 20, 11 through 15 talks about. He's coming to judge everyone. He's going to come and judge the living. Who's the living? Well, if it's tomorrow, there's a great chance that we're the living. If it's 100 years from now, there's a great chance that we're not the living. But whoever's living at that day and time, he's coming to judge. He's also coming to judge the dead. Will you say that with me, the dead? Yeah. Say it's 200 years from now, we're going to be dead. Not unless he does an Enoch on you, or Elijah on you, or a Jesus on you, you're going to be dead. Why? Because it's part of the curse? Because death is our enemy, and you're going to be dead. Okay, so those will rise out of the grave. We're going to talk about that. You don't have to be scared of death. You don't have to be scared of this death or the second death if you know Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus, you better... Can I just be honest with you? You, you, better, you better be concerned. Let's put it this way. You better be concerned. But you're here today, and God's giving you a beautiful chance to know him today because when he comes back, he's going to judge the living and the dead. The first death is from our physical bodies. We're going to die. But there is a second death that you want to know Jesus because in that second death, you're either going to go to heaven or this place called hell, and you'll be eternally separated from Jesus Christ. But if you know Jesus, I got some really good news for you because he comes to give you a gift. Everyone say gift. Listen to the scripture. For the wages of sin is death, man. If you're living in sin right now, it's death. If you die in your sin, it's death. But here's the good news. But the gift of God is eternal life there is an eternal death and there is an eternal life and if you know jesus christ you don't have to be worried about the physical death you don't have to be worried about the second coming of jesus and the second death because i want to let you know you have a gift from jesus and it's called eternal life in jesus christ our lord isn't that good news it makes me want to shout and holler and clap. And can we just give Jesus a big clap today? Yes, that's such good news. Man, I love that news. The dead, those who have physically died will be judged, the unjust and the just. Uh, John 5, 28 and 29 says, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life. Amen. 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 Well done, good and faithful servant. I hope to hear that right there. And those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. That's what you don't want right there. Are you with me today, church? You don't want that. I believe the dead will receive a brand new body. Let's say that he comes back in 200 years and everybody in this room right here, we're dead. We're going to receive a brand new body. The Bible speaks of this putting on, you know, the, the mortal, more mortal to the immortal. And I want to talk to you about that in just a moment. But we're going to be judged in these new bodies. The righteous and the unrighteous, we will have these new tents, 
these new bodies that we will stand in judgment. How many know your physical body, that thing just ain't going to make it? Go dig up some graves and you'll know what I'm telling you, okay? But you're going to have a new body. The dead will rise with these new tents and these new bodies. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 52 and 53. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised in uh, corruptible changed for this corruptible must put on incorruptible and this mortal must put on immortality amen, amen. you're gonna have a new tent really good news look what jesus says in matthew 10 28 i'm gonna get to those just a moment you say well i have a loved one that's already died are they just in a grave we're gonna talk about that in just a minute Matthew 10, 28, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him, H, capital H, fear him who is able to destroy the soul and the body in hell. Who do you think him is right there? Oh, come on, church, go with me. Capital H, come on, him, Jesus, here we go. What happens to the believers right now when we die? Well, I want to let you know what I think happens. I believe when a person dies and they know Jesus Christ, that their spirit is instantly in the presence of Almighty God. Listen to the scripture, 2 Corinthians. We got people, how many of you have loved ones that's passed away and they know Jesus Christ? I want to let you know in a twink right there. Bam! Why? What, what scripture do you back that up? Just listen to this. Paul, one of the most brilliant men has ever walked on the face of the earth that wrote a half to two-thirds of the New Testament. He writes this. Look what he says. We are confident. Will you say that with me, confident? Yes, well, re uh, please rather to be absent. Look, absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Isn't that good news? You shut your eyes and all of a sudden your spirit leaves you and you're right in the presence of Jesus Christ. You know, I know my mom and dad's there and I know there's their son right there is there. Man, that's some really, really good news. I don't believe there's a, a, an experience of a lapse or a soul sleep or spirit sleep. I believe right there when I'm absent in this body, I'm presence with the Lord. Remember the thief on the cross? He said, today you're going to take a nap. Today, you're going to just sleep in the grave. No, he said, today, I will see you in paradise. That paradise may have been in she Sheol and Hades, and it may be in a different place than it was now. But if you look in that place, if you look in, in Luke 16, the poor man and Lazarus and Abraham, there's conversations going on with Abraham in this place of paradise at that time. Listen to the conversation. Then they cried and said, Father Abraham, you need to just read Luke 16. I don't got time to go through it. He said, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me. This is the rich man who died. And send Lazarus, the poor man that died, that he may dip the tip of his finger into water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this place. There is conversation going on in this place. Come on, isn't it good news? Paul said this. He struggled with being on 
earth because he had been in the third heavens. He had struggled. He had, he had a close relationship with Jesus Christ. He had been booted off of his donkey, and he, he had interaction. And he said, hey, hey, for me to live is Christ. But, 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 but to die is gain. Wow. Do you know that's on my mom and dad's tomb? What was going to take place he shut his eyes Jesus Woo. that's the best news I heard all day right there you don't have to be scared of death <laughs> you don't have to be scared of death you don't have to be scared of the first death if you know Jesus you don't have to be scared of the second death you're gonna out of the body into his presence, second coming of Jesus Christ, new tent, resurrection. You're going to be judged unto righteousness. Come on, live forever in heaven. Amen. Amen. You don't have to be scared of death at all. The enemy tries to, I, I think, absolutely take Christians and try to put them back in prison under fear torment man oh man you don't have to be fearful you don't have to fall under that torment if you know Jesus come on, come on. Amen. heaven heaven bound <laughs> we can have confident I want to close with this scripture I thought this would just be a beautiful scripture I ran into 1 Peter 4 7 listen to this but the end of all things is at hand therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers amen church he's coming back if you know Jesus you don't got nothing to worry about if you don't know Jesus today you should be greatly concerned I say that out of pure love and pure honesty and pure truth but the good thing is that you can know him today <laughs> Iron Man Hoop Fest, I came to know Jesus on this day. Will you stand to your feet?